Bekutah Sicha is Chelik Yutes. Parsha Ekev Sicha Beis, a summary of the Sicha. The Pasuk in our uh, Parsha that says, Kol HaMitzvah, all the mitzvahs that I command you today, you shall keep. So Rashi explains, what does Kol HaMitzvah mean? And it says it means the simple meaning, all the mitzvahs. And then he goes on to say, and there's a Medrash that says, it means if you began a mitzvah, you should complete it. And he continues, um, because a mitzvah is only called by the person, by the name of the person that completes it. As we know, as the Pasuk says, that um, the Yidden brought the remains of Yosef and they buried it in Shechem. So the, the, the Gemara asked the question, the Medrash asked the question, but it was Moshe himself who brought the uh, remains of Yosef out of Mitzrayim, as the Pasuk says. And so the answer is, because he didn't complete, he didn't get to complete it, and it was the Yidden that completed the job. They were the ones that brought it into Yisrael, and they were the ones that buried in Shechem. Therefore, it's called by their name. So we have to understand about this Rashi. First of all, what is Rashi trying to explain? Um, so there are three meanings to the word kol. The word kol can either mean all of, kol could mean the entire every, and kol could mean the entire, the whole mitzvah. So Rashi says, what does it mean here? If it means all the mitzvahs, then why does it say kol mitzvah in the singular? A mitzvah, the mitzvah. It should have said kol mitzvahs. If it means every mitzvah, it should have said kol mitzvah, not kol ha-mitzvah, the entire mitzvah. It should have, uh, sorry, all the mitzvah. It should have said, uh, should have said kol mitzvah, every mitzvah, without adding the hey. So because of these two difficulties, uh, so Rashi says, first of all, it means all the mitzvahs. That's the simple meaning of it. That's the smoothest interpretation of it. And therefore, he says, Kipshutai, this is what it means, all the mitzvahs. Even though you have the little question of why does it say mitzvah and not mitzvahs, it can be answered by saying that it's talking about the category of mitzvah, the general term mitzvah. Every mitzvah, all the mitzvah, which, uh, which grammatically could also work, even though it's not the smoothest way of saying it. But because of this difficulty, Rashi says, okay, there could be another interpretation, which is what the Medrash says, that kol mitzvah means the entire mitzvah, that if you begin a mitzvah, you should be the one to complete it. But the question now is, why does Rashi go on to tell the whole thing about, as we see from Moshe Rabbeinu, with Atzmas Yosef, and so on, why does he go on to say all that? He could have simply left it at that. It means that every, uh, the entire mitzvah, do the entire mitzvah if you start it. So to explain this, first let's ask another question. There are other commentaries that say that what the meaning of kol mitzvah here is, why does, it ne- why does it say it in the singular? Because it comes in as a follow-up to the earlier psukim, which says that when you come to Etz Yisrael and you will conquer the nations, you shouldn't take any of their, uh, their idols into your home. You shall burn them all. You shouldn't bring it into your house and so on. In other words, it's talking about the mitzvah of Yedizara. And that's why the Pasuk says, all this mitzvah that you that I'm talking about is talking about the mitzvah of the Zorah, which is one mitzvah, but it's called kol because, and ha-mitzvah, the mitzvah, because Avedah Zorah is equal to all the other mitzvahs. It's the prime, it's like in a certain sense the primary mitzvah, and that's why it refers to it in that way. That's what the other Mepharshim say. Why doesn't Rashi say that, explain that to 
The reason is because in those psukim it says, rather in this pasuk it says, If you do them, then you will come and you will inherit the land. In merit of this mitzvah, these mitzvahs, you will inherit the land. So when is he talking about the, the, that, the warning about Avaydazara? That was after they get to Israel. When they conquer the land, they shouldn't take the Abedazar into their home. But over here, you're saying that all the mitzvahs that you do will bring you to Eretz Yisrael. So we can't be talking about those mitzvahs which he's telling them about what they have to do after they got to Eretz Yisrael. So which mitzvahs is he talking about here? That's why Rashi doesn't want to accept that explanation. So now that we understand that this pasuk is talking about the mitzvahs which will be the merit of the Yidin going into Eretz Yisrael. This explains what is bothering Rashi here. When did Moshe Rabbeinu start saying Chumash Dvarim? He started it on Rishchei Shvat. He passed away on Zion Oder. In other words, it was a matter of five weeks that he spoke the entire Chumash of Dvarim. So, Kola Mitzvah, all the mitzvahs that you will do from now will be the merit for which you go into Yisrael. How many mitzvahs did they have the possibility to fulfill from that time until they went into Eretz Yisrael? Very little. There was no mitzvahs that, are, that belong in Eretz Yisrael. Even the ones that are outside of Eretz Yisrael, there was not going to be Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot and Shavuot and, uh, and any of the Yom Tevim until they cross over. And so there are countless mitzvahs they were not able to do. In fact, it's the other way. There were only a small amount of mitzvahs that they were able to do. So how is that called kol ha-mitzvah? Why does Moshe Rabbeinu say all the mitzvahs, as if he's talking about all the mitzvahs, when it's only a small amount? So that's what bothers Rashi about the meaning of kol ha-mitzvah, that it's talking about all the mitzvahs. And therefore, it bothers Rashi. The Kipshutai doesn't seem so simple, so obvious, because it doesn't include most of the mitzvahs. So then what, therefore, he has to go and give another pshat. The problem with the second pshat that it's talking about, that every mitzvah that you begin, you should complete. Why is that a mitzvah which is connected to going into Hetz Yisrael? What's the connection between this idea that when you begin a mitzvah, you should complete it, what is, why is it because of that that the Yidin should go into Eretz Yisrael? What is the connection between the two things? That's what Rashi is trying to explain with the entire, by quoting the entire Medrash. So what is he saying? The Yidin had to merit to go into Eretz Yisrael, even though it was their right, and Hashem promised Avram and Yitzchik and Yaakov that they would go, but they still had to merit it, as Moshe Rabbeinu says. It's in merit of Kol Mitzvah that you'll go into Eretz Yisrael. So it's, he's talking to the people in the final generation, just before they're going into Eretz Yisrael, and he's saying it's because of your mitzvahs that the, you're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Why is it only because of their mitzvahs? There were 40 years of Yidin continuously doing mitzvahs throughout the time in the uh, desert, and why is it only because of their mitzvahs now, just before they go in? What about all the 40 years of mitzvahs that were done before that? So Rashi says, that's what's going on here. It's a mitzvah is called by the name of the one that completes it. You're the ones that, your mitzvahs are the ones that are going to bring it over, the, are going to bring you in it, into Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, it's because of your mitzvahs that, it's going to go, that you're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. 
even though it's true that they did mitzvahs too. But because they are their Averis and so on, because they didn't get, I shouldn't say because they're Averis, but because they didn't uh, complete the job, therefore it's not known by, as their mitzvahs, their mitzvahs that bring you into Yisrael. But the question still could be asked, this is all good and fine, according to, uh, if you look at it from the perspective that the Yidin were involved in the sin of the Meraglim, and therefore they didn't merit to go into Yisrael. But there were probably many more Yidin that were not involved in the Chet Maraglim. They just got caught up in the fact that it was a that anyone from this generation is not going to go into Etz So why are they at fault? And why shouldn't their mitzvahs be considered as the ones that brought the Yidin to Etz They were completely uh, faultless in this. And to the contrary, what about if there was somebody that was 18 or 19 years old and he has responsibility for his actions, and he did join the Maraglim in their agenda, but because he was under the age of 20, therefore he will go into Etz and it's going to be considered as his mitzvahs that brought them into Etz But he is guilty, and he was part of that. How do you consider it part of his, his mitzvahs are the ones that bring the Yidin to Etz To this Rashi tells you the entire Medrash. He tells you that Moshe Rabbeinu did the, uh, was the one that br- took uh, remains of Yosef out of Mitzrayim and he wasn't able to bring, it, bring, it, bring them into Eretz Yisrael. Not by any fault of his own, but because Hashem didn't allow him to go into Eretz Yisrael. So in other words, it's not important whether you're at fault or not, whether you're innocent. Moshe Rabbeinu was certainly innocent. And still it wasn't known by his name. It was known by the name of the Yidin that actually brought him in and buried him, as the Pasuk says, that the Bnei Yisrael brought him in and uh, brought up the remains of Yosef. On the other hand, Rashi says that it was Moshe Levadai. It was Moshe alone that brought, that took the remains of Yosef out of, out of Egypt, which means that there were all kinds of people around, even the people that were under eight, uh, 20, and Moshe Rabbeinu may have asked them for help, and nobody thought to help Moshe Rabbeinu. He did it all on his own. In other words, even though they were not part of the effort at the beginning, but since they were there at the end, even though, uh, so therefore it teaches us also that even such a Yid, that may have been with the Meraglin, but then in the end, he went and he, he did mitzvahs in order to bring the Yidin to Yisrael. The fact that he wasn't part of it at the beginning does not mean that it shouldn't be called on his name. So we see both sides of it from this story. Why the ones that were innocent, it's not going to be called on their name. And why the ones that were guilty, but in the end it will be known on their name because they were the ones that completed it. It's interesting that Rashi quotes the Medrash but does not quote the Gemara. The Gemara says a similar thing but concludes it by saying, The Pasa considers it for the one that completed it, as if he was the one that did it. Rashi doesn't go with that. He just says it's called by the name of the one that did it. Why? Because you could ask this following question. If somebody knows that he's not going to be able to complete the mitzvah, should he start it? He's not, since there's an obligation to complete it if you start it I can't, I'm not going to be able to complete it I know that for sure should I therefore not start it? the answer to that we know from a few places in Rashi that, it's, that you should start it number one Rashi tells us on the Pesach that Moshe Rabbeinu was told that there would be six cities of refuge for the entire area of Eretz 
Three of them he set aside in Aver Ayarden on the uh, east side of the Jordan, and the other three were going to be set aside on the other side, on the west side, once the Eden got into Israel. But Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't going to go into Israel. But he said, let me at least start with these three, even though those three were not going to be able to function as cities of ref- refuge until all six have been set aside. That's the rule, that's the law. So therefore, what's the point of Moshe starting with three cities when they're not going to work anyway? But he said, Rashi says, I can start the mitzvah, let me start the mitzvah. So we see from this that even though Moshe Rabbeinu knew he wasn't going to be able to complete it, it's still considered that he's doing a mitzvah. He is doing a mitzvah by, by starting the mitzvah, even though he knows he's not going to be able to complete it. And therefore, when the Gemara says, that my, that it's the one that completes it as if he was the one that did it is not the Pshutosh Mikra because Moshe Rabbeinu started it and he didn't complete it and yet it was considered like he did it he did that part of it there's also an, ex, an interesting explanation which this brings about the uh, Bnei God and Bnei Ruven the fact that the person that starts a mitzvah now gets the, has the obligation to complete it what that means is, even though the mitzvah itself is not his personal responsibility, we're talking about a mitzvah which is the community's responsibility, but the person that begins it, it becomes like his personal responsibility now because he started it, explains to us what happened by the Bnei God of Bnei Ruvin. Moshe Rabbeinu said to them, you're going to have to go across the Jordan and not only help the Yidin, but you're going to go before the other Jews. You're going to be at the head of the war. You're going to be at the front lines of the war. And they said, yes, we will be at the front lines. So the question is, why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu expects them to be at the front lines? They should be equal to everybody. They want to have a share on this side of the Jordan. They still have the responsibility to join the effort on the other side. But why do they have to be at the head of the, of the war effort? Why can't they be equal to everybody else? So Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to them, when you asked, we conquered Eretz Sichem Ve'oig, which was not yet considered to be conquering Eretz Yisrael. But now that you're asking that you want that to be your inheritance of Israel, which means that when we conquered Eretz Sichem Ve'oig, it was the beginning of the mitzvah of conquering Eretz Yisrael. So you are the ones that started by your asking for this inheritance, you're the ones that initiated that the conquering of Eretz Yichem Ve'oig became the beginning of conquering Eretz Yisrael. So in other words, you're the ones that began the mitzvah. If you're the ones that began the mitzvah, it's now your responsibility even more than everybody else's. And therefore, you're going to have the responsibility of going at the head of the war because it's now your responsibility to complete the job. And the Rebbe concludes by telling us, that now that we are the last generation before Mashiach, and therefore, even though our mitzvahs cannot be compared, our Torah mitzvahs cannot be compared to the earlier generations, but since it's called by the name of the one that completes it, and we are the ones that need to complete it, therefore, it's our efforts that must be applied in order. It's our responsibility and our efforts to to, com- to complete the job, and it'll be known by our name.